Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three. Of About a Dog. About a Dog. It's, um, it's, the title is what it is. It's, yeah. it's what we're yeah. going to talk about. We're yeah, gonna we're going to talk, talk about, about dogs. Dog. Yeah, talk about dogs. A dog. A particular dog breed. But well, Subtle as a chainsaw. What breed are we talking about today? Well, no, I was going to say, do we have anything to chat about beforehand? Well, we haven't, I, I don't think we've gotten any correspondence, have we? You have kind no, of been no. in charge of that particular avenue. Yeah, um, we're... Working diligently to get everything up and running. Um, you have set up the Instagram, whereas I think I've set up the Twitter account. Yes, we have an Instagram. It's called About a Dog Pod. Yeah, I think for Twitter it's About a Dog, dog Pod One. One. There's the because we're number one in this particular podcast. <laughs> I, I honestly that was a mistake. I actually had no hand in putting the one there. I was like, oh look, there's a one there. Okay. Kind of like when I saw Baymax was podcasting. That was a happy happenstance. I didn't do that. I was like, oh, wow. Hello. <laughs> so. Oh, no. And <laughs> please don't come after me, Disney. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> we are broke. Mm. Um, Broke-ish. Broke-ish. Yeah, that's, we're broke-ish. We, 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 we want to keep a, an image here, dear. That's, that's not exactly helping. We're comfortable. Mm. For the um, time being. So, basically, what we're going to do is we're going to be recording a few episodes at a time. Mm -hmm. So, we're not going to record weekly episodes. We're going to record, like, multiple every week. Um, If you hear anything rustling or anything like that, um, we not only own dogs, we also own cats, and they're roaming free right now. So, just to give it a heads up, in case you hear something, that's what it is. Yeah, if you hear things, we have cats. Uh, Zoomies is an illness in which... um, we jokingly call whenever the cats just run around the house. Um, Ashley would go, oh, this cat has the zoomies. It's like, I don't know what we're going to have to do. And then Ashley would just pick Aston up and go, do the voice. And then all of a sudden, I arbitrarily have to start to talk like this. And there I go. My name is Aston. I'm running down the kitchen. So, yeah. All right. So, the breed that we're going to cover today. Ah, uh, back on point. Look at you being a moderator. Yeah, I got to get back <laughs> on point. I do it. Compliance brain never sleeps. Yeah, I, I, I'm a compliance analyst. Not going to say what company, but that's what well, I mean. It's probably not a good idea to actually get into the, yeah. the who we work for or anything like that. So, what dog are we talking about today? Yeah, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about the Papillon. Butterfly? Yes. But, butter, butterfly? Yeah. Papillon is French for butterfly. Hmm. And I'm going to go. <laughs> there was just. <laughs> the reason why we're bursting into laughter. Um, outside of this room in which we're recording, um, one of our cats, um, this one, Aston, again, decided to jump off of one of his cat towers, did like an Air Jordan type thing. You see just like four paws in air. And then his body like twisted and contorted, and then he, as cats do, landed on all fours in the kitchen. And is now staring back at us as if to say, "What? I didn't do anything." Yeah, it was like he had a little spaz mid jump. So if you hear us laugh, most of the time it's because of our animals. Um, he's kind of like Stuart from Mad TV. Look what I can do! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, and if you hear me clearing my throat, I'm getting over this. Drink, drink your drink, dear. Drink Cold your drink. I, I will talk as you drink your drink and yes. clear your palate so that you may be able to continue onwards. 
There, are we good? Yeah, we're good. Ah, uh, I made it sound more epic than not possible. That's my job. Okay, so back to the Papillons. <laughs> oh, that's what we're doing. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> I will go ahead and preface this. Well, I am not a toy dog fan. So researching for this was, shall we say, not exactly a pleasure project? It was one of those where I waited definitely until the last minute, and I was like, eh, here we go. I so, hardly would call this last minute, considering I think I went out to get breakfast this morning at a local establishment, and then I came back, and there she was just typing yeah. away on her computer, you know, putting on notations and research and whatnot, so... Yeah. I mean, because Ashley, the way her brain is, is... She does Excel spreadsheets for just about anything. Let me put it this way. When we go on a trip to, say, New York or Florida, there is an Excel spreadsheet already prepared. Have we done this? Okay, done. That is marked as done. Have we done this? I mean, she just, everything is planned out. I have a friend at work who is, you need to meet her. She's exactly like you in that regard. So, yeah. Okay. So. OCD aside. Hey, I wouldn't, I'm not that bad. Um, I'm sorry. You've made me moderately OCD by just association i'm not gonna lie hey whatever (laughs) i was expecting a you're welcome honestly so papillon papillon we it's french for butterfly but it's french for butterfly but (laughs) it's french for butterfly yeah however it's it's, okay no it's french for butterfly period full stop new sentence but the history of it is kind of muddled in this generic thing called a continental toy spaniel. And it's basically this arbitrary name that dog fanciers have put together for dogs appearing in art that mm-hmm. are small yeah. and little yeah. and they sit on noble people's lap. I sit at the foot of the king. So... These paintings have been around since the 1500s. They started getting, like, really popular in the Renaissance. Yeah. And most of them, the breeds look like papillons. hmm In some way, shape, or form. But were they papillons? That's up for debate. I see. So, no one really knows where they came from. But the toy spaniel idea means that they have a spaniel background so that they have some similar ancestry as cocker spaniels, field spaniels. Um, I'm going to leave clumbers out of it. But for other other spaniel type breeds that are bred to hunt and flush birds, but these guys are too small to do it. Hmm. I mean, they're only 10 well, pounds or less. They're teeny tiny. When you say toy breed, honestly, everyone thinks of something that's a little bit smaller anyway, mm-hmm. so... So, there has been debate as to whether there is a link to Papillons having some ancestry to China Mm. and coming in from trade routes established by Marco Polo. That's exactly where my head went as soon as you said trade routes, honestly. Mm -hmm. And that the genetic diversity and the genetic exchange came from those trade routes because the Chinese are really the ones that started a lot of toy breeds like Pugs and Pekingese and and other small little dogs that have curled over tails on their back. Right. In continental Europe, Mm -hmm. 
those really didn't exist because in continental Europe, they were all about making sure that dogs served a purpose for people because they didn't have the excess wealth and money and time to take care of another mouth to feed unless it was going to earn its keep. Okay, so essentially these particular dogs are dogs of excess, basically, as Mm -hmm. opposed to dogs that are more blue-collar and actually have employment Mm -hmm. and a job to do. Because I found that dogs are a little bit more, I guess, happier when they have a job. Yeah. Or or something that they know that they're good at, I guess I could probably rephrase this. Right. And so papillons fall into that category where their primary job is to be a companion. Hmm. And they do have royal ties to King Louis the Fourteenth, mm-hmm. and they were originally most papillons that we know and love mm-hmm. have upright ears. That's where they get the name of butterfly because because of the way they look. The ears look like butterflies. Yeah, but the dogs that King Louis the Fourteenth had were drop-eared mm-hmm. and had more of a hound-like ear. Mm-hmm. And those dogs still exist today, and they are still called papillons, but they are called a different variety, called a felen. Okay. Felen means moth. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, okay. moth equal felen, moth, felen. ears down, mm-hmm. papillon, yeah. ears, ears up. up. And it wasn't until the 1800s that the upright ears became more fashionable. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows where that upright gene comes from. Yeah. But it just kind of stuck. Yeah. And so the Flynn kind of fell out of fashion. <laughs> they. No, 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 no. Do you not understand why I'm laughing? What? Fallen. It's fallen. Yeah. It, it, it has fallen. Fallen. Oh, it has fallen. Yeah. It is on the floor. We don't know what's happening. It is fallen. And to those of you that speak French and I'm saying it incorrectly, again, sorry. And don't. for any any nationality that I do an accent, automatically I'm just going to go ahead and apologize right here and now. Um, Ashley, to be honest with you, in my job, which is I do take inbound telephone calls, I'm not allowed to use the accents that I use. Plus, Ashley doesn't like them either. I love to do them. I will just like get bored out of my. I'm just out of nowhere. I'll just start talking any way I want to, and it irritates the shit out of Ashley. I don't know if it irritates. It's more. You just tell me to stop every time. Well, because I love it. I love switching. My brain gets bored with my own voice sometimes, and sometimes I just switch just randomly. It just kind of happens. It's no, fluid. And I and I understand that. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm kind of feeling offended. <laughs> I don't know if this is appropriate. No, you have every right to be offended if I do my German accent. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Germans. I don't speak French. I speak German. Ah. So. Yeah. If we if we if we fuck something up in pronunciation, desperately sorry. Yeah. Just please don't send us hate tweets, uh, hate Instagrams. That what would insta 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 hate? Yeah. Not yeah. No hate bo- hate grams. Um, no or, Twitter bombs. None of that stuff. Or what, um, what, what's the wonderful phrase that's being used now? Don't at us. That'd be great. <laughs> please. We're just, Americans. Just, we understand. Yes, we can't help it. We are Americans. We're already at a disadvantage anyway. I mean, our education system isn't the greatest. <laughs> All right, so the fallen, the falin has fallen. That's yeah. where we were. So basically, 
you can still show the filet and you can show papillons. There's, it's perfectly fine to have both varieties and both types. However, they're, they're considered the same breed though, right? Yeah, they're the same breed. They could be bred back and forth to one another as long as both ears mm -hmm. stay the same. So you can't have a pu puppy shown mm -hmm. that has one ear up and one ear down. It has to be uniform. It has, has to be, to be uh, everything or nothing, basically. Yeah, it, it has, has to, to be, be up or down. Yeah, both up or both down. And the problem with that is if you were to breed a Philen to a Papillon, mm -hmm. the determination of which is which can take a relatively long time because the ears are so big mm -hmm. that puppies, you'll actually see them go through like ear indecisiveness, like one day one ear will be down and the other one will be up and then the other one will be down and the other one will be up and then next thing you know, they're both down and then they'll just stay down. Or they're all of a sudden just go doing and then they'll stay up. What about genetics? Would genetics actually help to resolve the matter? Genetics does help. Um, and I don't want to get too overly specific about it, just but the the gene yeah the gene for ear carriage it's a very simple gene mm -hmm. and you can actually determine it via genetic testing mm -hmm. as to whatever that puppy is going to have mm -hmm. or whatever it should have okay so if you have the money in which to do so <laughs> for a whole litter of puppies sure you can definitely tell what you're gonna have. Mm. Mazatov, it's a pepeon. Yeah, but it's the money factor. And I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Yeah. Most breeders do not breed for money. Mm -mm. They breed because they love the breed. So, to do genetic testing on a litter of puppies, if you're looking at maybe a litter of four, which would be quite large for a toy breed, mm -hmm. you're looking at around 60 to $70 per puppy mm -hmm. per test. Okay. And most breeders would prefer to save that testing on genetic health problems as opposed to a physical characteristic. Because, yeah, there's a genetic illness that they want to be aware of. That's, mm -hmm. that's what they're going to do. They're going to test for it. And, the, yeah. Yeah, just to make sure it's like does my dog have this, 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 this. I often hear about individuals wanting to test, you know, their children mm -hmm. to see what illnesses they could possibly have. So I mean it, it's one of those things where a breeder really does have to weigh the pros and cons of do I want to make sure that my that the next generation is free of this disease? Or do I want to see if they have this cosmetic trait or do I just want to wait? In other words, it's just another cost-benefit analysis. Exactly. And a lot of breeders of papillons that do fillend a papillon crosses, mm -hmm. they generally won't let their puppies go mm -hmm. until a certain age where they can determine based off of their experience as to what those ears are going to turn out. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're not misleading a puppy buyer who wants a fillend. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden... It comes up, oh my god, the ears are up. No, this would be a responsible... This would be a responsible breeder. breeder. 
there are individuals out there who are, shall we say, shady and yeah. less than reputable. Yeah. So and what we're di- discussing essentially is if this were a responsible owner, this is what they potentially would do. Yes. A res- all of this is based on what a responsible breeder would and should do. We're hoping this responsible breeder would do this. Yes, we're hoping. <laughs> um, so, the primary breed purpose with this breed is companionship for nobility. Because they, because nobility, they are the only ones who can afford... Such to, a luxury, yeah. Yeah, such a, such a luxury item that is a dog that truly cannot provide for the family. Because it's lonely at the top. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they need friends. Now... Here's where things get a little bit interesting. I like interesting. These toy breeds also have an added benefit for a lot of the nobility. These dogs are sleeping in their houses. This this goes back to at the front of the king, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. <laughs> These dogs, they're sleeping with them. They're hanging out with them. They are bred for companionship, so they're bred to spend as much time as possible with their people. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that they are actually acting to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests off of the noble people. I know, noble people. I didn't say, I I didn't say <laughs> shit. Don't, don't you put this on me. You gave me a funny look. I, no, no, you can't prove it. <laughs> so these, these people use these dogs as an added benefit of pest control, but in a... They're essentially flea cannon fodder is what they are. They, they, they take the blows so that the mm-hmm. royalty doesn't, doesn't have to, basically. That's basically all they are. Right, and a lot of bedding from that time was not as sophisticated as our bedding, and many times it was animal hair or hay or things that attract bugs. Mm-hmm. So the easiest way to keep the bugs away for nobility... Is to have a little dog at the foot of the bed that seems a little bit more attractive for bugs and parasites to go toward than the human. Yeah, well, I mean, in this day and age, it's considered to be, I don't know, less than ideal to have a dog sleep in the same room with you. Whereas they've been doing it for years. (laughs) Yeah, so toy breeds, so we do not... Sleep with our dogs in the bed. I don't anymore. Let's yeah. just, that's all I'm going to say. I don't anymore. And I'll get to that if I get the opportunity. And part of the reason is six dogs, we really just wouldn't have enough room. Honestly, no. Um, we've done hotels with just the four Hamiltons, and that was fun. I think Alice and Rollo took turns jumping from one twin size. Was it twin or full? Full size bed. Full size bed to the other until finally we had to just... They just laid down, and finally they went to sleep. And one time we took my Teddy Roosevelt Rat Terrier Penny, which goes back to the me hopefully mentioning this. And for some reason, Penny just wanted to lay, shall we say, under the covers with us. That's as far as I'm going. Because <laughs> she got very up close and personal, shall we say. Um, and Kemper, many, many years ago, he would actually be free roaming as well, but sleep with me. But what he would do, he would let me know that it's time to go potty, he would basically take his front two paws and press on my back and be like, Dad, Dad, you know, basically telling me it's time to go potty. I gotta go. So, yeah, it's basically my point is, in this day and age, it may seem less than ideal to sleep with your dog, but they've been doing it for years. 
Yeah, it's it's been done for years, and for toy breeds, in many ways, they're bred for it. So go for it. Yeah. Um. Because they're small. Yeah, they're small. They're little. That's what they're supposed to do, and they nowadays really are at a point where a lot of toy breeds are becoming popular mm-hmm. for the wrong reasons. And the wrong reasons being fashion accessories. Mm. Dogs are not fashion accessories. I'm uh. going to say it again. Nicely done, Michael. Dogs are not fashion accessories. I think you were saying it again. I didn't mean to burp all over it. <laughs> they are not something that you put in a $500 bag and walk around Manhattan. And then all of a sudden when it's no longer fashionable... You get rid of it. They are not something that you carry and walk on the runway with. That is not what they are for. A dog is essentially a commitment that you're making Mm -hmm. and kind of a bond that you're making with this one particular dog. You are going to be having this dog in your life. I mean... I didn't, we originally started out in the at this house with only three, mm-hmm. and then Rolo came in. I mean, I knew what my life was like before, but once he entered our lives, I don't, I wouldn't want it any other way, honestly. Since he's been in our life, I mean, he drives me nuts sometimes, mm-hmm. but that's just the way it is. Right, and, and the thing is, is dogs, regardless of the breed, regardless of where you get them from, are for life yeah they are not something that you can just throw away like trash they're <laughs> they, not something that you they can are a dump. commitment they are mis- they're 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 um in a monogamous relationship basically an yeah. eternal monogamous relationship and if you can't deal with i'm getting ready to deal with these cats <laughs> <laughs> so if you can, me off if you can't deal with the commitment of owning a dog for their entire life, no matter what comes, mm-hmm. no matter the health risks, no matter their special needs, no matter what they need, then don't get one at all. Honestly, it, it harkens back to what I've discussed and we've discussed like from multiple episodes. It's all about a cost-benefit analysis. Mm-hmm. You need to just pump your brakes, sit down, and just think way out, is this going to be too expensive? How much are we going to you know, pay for dog food? How much are we going to pay for potential vet bills? Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. I mean, these are things you need to think about. And some people aren't because they're trying to get, I want to get this for my child for Christmas. No! No. Dog- Don't do that. <clears throat> Dogs aren't a present. No, they're not. Nor are they, as you, getting back to your main point, are they a fashion accessory or an add-on? Yeah. The only time they are an add-on is in The Sims. That's the only time. Yeah. If you want a fashion accessory for as, as a pet or companion, play The Sims. It's it works out better. Or get a purse or something. Yeah, get a purse, get a nice pair of shoes. Michael Kors, Dolce and Gabbana, Gucci, whatever. Whatever. Those are big, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did I, I, miss, did I miss one? I don't know. I, I I don't either. Yeah. So we shop at Tory. Well, you do. I, yeah. Yeah. Old Navy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but regardless. They are not something that you can just discard because it's gone out of fashion. Okay, all right. Ashley, mm-hmm. step down. Mm-hmm. Get off the soapbox. <laughs> I'm putting it away for now. Okay. Papillon. So, papillons, again, they're bred to 
be companions. You keep saying that. I've been resisting the urge to make a Doctor Who reference I know. here. I know. Honestly. I know. It's it, it's tough, but that's what they and and unfortunately, that's how a lot of our tour like the toy breeds that we're going to cover yeah. eventually. Yeah. It's going to be the same message over and over and over again because that's what they're bred to do. And the reason why they look and have different shapes and different sizes and different colors and all of these things is because of what was fashionable at the time. Of their creation, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Of their creation of what was seen to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's generally how it has been for a lot of these toy breeds. And also, whenever a breed has royal ties, you're going to see the population just go through the roof. See, that's another thing I wanted to actually mention. Because the royalty would have these particular breeds, um, would that consider a sign of status? Yes. It would be like, I have a Pepillon, we now have status. You know, I mean, that sort of thing. It elevates us in, yeah. the, in the social hierarchy. Well, and, and especially prior to the Industrial Revolution and things like that, when nobility really had a whole lot of power mm. to own a Papillon in France... Mm-hmm was a sign of nobility. Mm. It meant that you had enough money mm-hmm. and food yeah. to take care of yourself, mm-hmm. your family, mm-hmm. all of the animals and farm and land that you have, and then some. So you were definitely well-to-do then. You were well-to-do. You had enough money to take care of them. Yeah. And especially to have a dog in the home. These mm. dogs, from the time that they were created, were living in castles. Mm. We're living in manners and all of these things. So that really is a sign of status. This makes you want to play Assassin's Creed Unity so much. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about France and all this stuff. It's driving me nuts. But I mean, they are a French breed. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those things where now in modern times... Yeah. You're seeing them... As a multi-purpose little dog, which I find fascinating because... So they've evolved from being the doctor's companion, essentially, Uh to what these days? To pretty much anything and everything. So they're fantastic show dogs. There was one that won Best in Show at Westminster Mm -hmm. almost 20 years ago now. Um, Should I not test you on the name? Name that dog, Ashley. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? We're going to go there? Because <laughs> I got it. I, <laughs> come on, we have to test the credentials here. Come on, let's go. Let's have it. Come on, then. Come on, off you go. Come on, come on. Locatized supernatural being. <laughs> so, call boom. name. Call name. <laughs> no, oh, Kirby. That, no, wait, no. That no, was his son. That no, was his son. Kir- Kirby. Kirby was his son. Not in Dreamland? No. Oh my god, I can't remember this dog's call name now. <laughs> Shit! Oh well. <laughs> Do I need to research it for you? No. Oh, you, you look like you're in pain. No. Okay, wait a minute. What was the... Give me the full full name. Loketai Supernatural Being. Um, but they are a very flashy show dog because of all of the coat and the frilly ears. And because of that natural... 
look. The no, you were right. What, his name was Kirby? His name is also known as Kirby. Uh, oh. Pepeon. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'll go ahead and read the full thing. <clears throat> Best known for being the only dog to have won all three major international shows in the same year. Oh, yeah. Kirby. Um, hi, oh, Alice. Hi, Al. She's, she's, Al. She has returned. Alice is here. Yay. She was absent in episode two because we put her to bed and fed her. Now, now she, she wants rubs. And, and, and butt scratches, which is what she's getting. Butt scratcher! She's getting butt scratches. <laughs> butt scratches! Um, Happy all day. Yes. So, of course, show dog, they are very flashy. And a lot of times you'll see, if you go to a show, which I highly recommend, they're fun. Um, if you go to a show and you see Papillons, you'll see them just out of the edge of the lead, just really happy and really just... Full of energy. Yeah, full of energy, full of life, and pizzazz. They're just like really, really, really spunky and happy and lovely. And and that also means that you will probably see some Papillons at two venues at Westminster this year. You're going to see... Which is coming up next month. Next month. Yeah. Ashley Super Bowl. You're definitely going to see them in the regular confirmation ring. Mm-hmm. But you will probably also see them excel in the agility ring. Oh, that's the going through uh, these things, going up into like this little thin yeah, little wood, going down, going yeah. through a tube, and then doggy obstacle course, basically. Yep. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I might subtitle this episode. <laughs> I've been drinking soda this whole time. I mean, it's been. The one thing I've been like I've been putting off all day until like earlier. So basically <laughs> Pepe on burp. <laughs> I can see it now. It never gets on iTunes. Oh yes, I went there. Oh damn. So alright. <laughs> so basically this breed is like a just bottle rocket when it comes to agility. They are Alice. Leave it. No. I, I don't mean to break the podcast doing that and everything, but Alice was getting near a shadow box that Ashley has already painfully prepared um, in honor of Rolo, and I was not about to have that thing, because, I mean, it was moving. Yeah. And Alice is just known for destruction. I mean, $200 worth of electronic equipment when you first got her, correct? Yeah, in 30 minutes. So, no, no, yeah. no. I'm not having that train wreck happen, but... Go back to okay. Your so papillons, in a lot of agility circles, they are basically considered to be as fast, if not faster, than some border collies. Wow! They are zooming. Okay. They just fly right through. Uh huh. And they really and truly look. Like they are on fire because I mean, mm-hmm. just the hair is flying everywhere, yeah. And they are just you think zo- with all that like hair kind of in the face the way it is, it would be like wind resistance, yeah. But it's not, they are just super duper fast, mm-hmm. they are really speedy and mm-hmm. easy to train, high energy, and just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them aren't yappy, so they're not your typical yappy little toy dog. Yip, 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 yip. Mm-mm. Okay. They are just moving. Mm-hmm. And 
I've even heard of some Papillons getting herding dog titles. Because I have to be honest, my favorite type of agility when we're watching that in um, on Westminster, on whatever channel it's going to be this year, mm -hmm. I actually like the dogs that get all excited and bark and, and mm -hmm. get involved in it. I think that's, it, to me, I think that's, that's, I like that show of exuberance. And these guys, you see the exuberance mm -hmm. in just how fast they're going. Mm. I mean, they are quick. Yeah. In terms of, like, size, mm -hmm. I would probably say that they are one of the fastest toy breeds in agility. Mm -hmm. And they are one of the most popular toy breeds in agility because of that speed. So naturally, if you were to partake in something like this, competition would be quite... Yeah, would be quite tight. Yeah. I can't and, think of the right word. Thank you for bailing me out. Yeah, <laughs> quite tight, quite intense, and... Competitive, there we go. Yeah, it's, it's very, 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 very competitive when it comes to agility with Papillons because of how fast they are. Yeah. Um, but because of just how intelligent they are, you mm -hmm. can do pretty much anything with them. Mm -hmm. So you can do obedience, rally, trick dog, um, herding, I've funniest video i've ever seen in my life mm -hmm. is a papillon herding sheep hmm. tiny eight to ten pound dog <laughs> herding 200 pound sheep <laughs> and it's i'm little big i tell you what to do <laughs> pretty much and they just do it and it really looks like a little teeny tiny border collie just mm. going zoom. <laughs> but that that's just the kind of breed that they are. Mm. And in terms of versatility mm. for a toy breed, you would be hard pressed to find another breed that is naturally versatile mm. to do anything in a toy breed kind of body. Because other other toy breeds, they're kind of limited. Yeah. Just because of how their body shape is. Right. And how their face shape is. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see a Pekingese going super fast in agility. Mm -hmm. But because Papillons are built in this wonderful little body that is well balanced and all about efficiency. Mm -hmm. So they still have that spaniel and working dog type structure. Mm -hmm. But in a teeny tiny little body. Now... Since going backwards, I guess, in time mm -hmm. here, they were companions mm -hmm. in France. Was that bred into them between then and now? Um, to the best of your knowledge. To the best of my knowledge, no. But the tough part is, and it's this is going to be a recurring theme for a lot of... Toy breeds that we go over? Or, or actually a lot of breeds in general that we go over that have European ancestry okay so we'll just go ahead and say this now and then just come back to this later and be like we'll just like say this and then move on and and provide any breed specifics okay world war ii did a number on purebred dogs in europe like devastating number devastation beyond words devastator to the point where most kennel clubs in Europe, and including the UK, mm -hmm. they were registering dogs immediately after World War II that basically had a look of a particular dog. 
They right. had no verification from pedigree or what have you that it truly was that particular dog. This happened across all breeds. Yeah. Because, and completely understandable, mm -hmm. people were concerned about their survival first. Right. And, and not the not the dog. Not the dog. Well, and yeah, it's and I mean, it's totally it's understandable. Extreme circumstance, if you yeah. think about it. Honestly. So you see a lot of breeds having a dramatic shift mm -hmm. from before World War II and after. After the only exception to that mm -hmm. are the dogs that are in the U.S. Mm -hmm. or that were imported and exported exported out. Of Europe right prior to World War two and it's because most of those places were impacted heavily by war and fighting and the devastation mm -hmm. so those bloodlines were allowed to remain as pure as possible and intact and intact so what you see is these pure lines from the US mm -hmm. being brought over immediately after World War Two mm -hmm. to help firm up the what they think based on look and appearance are these particular breeds. So that and then that also goes another way. Mm -hmm. So once they're going back and forth, so who knows? That could be where a lot of this athleticism came into play. Because well, okay. They may have had to develop it because of necessity, basically. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, oh shit, we're not in the royal houses anymore. We we actually have to go to work now. <laughs> we have to be on <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> we have to be on the streets, fend right. fending for ourselves <laughs> while things were bombing and going off all around us. House takes five percent. So <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, working on the streets. Where did you expect me to take this? But nothing more than the oldest profession in the world. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you, you really have to think that a lot of breeds changed forever because of World War II and because of the devastation of that. So now we're seeing breeds that can do it all. Right. Become more versatile mm -hmm. because they had to adapt mm -hmm. to their environment. Yeah, they had to adapt. And also... They're having to adapt now mm -hmm. because most people, they want a companion first. Yeah. They want something that can live with the family mm -hmm. and totally understandable. Yeah. Dogs and to kind of paraphrase the great Roger Karras. Yes. Dogs make our lives whole. Mm. So they need to be that companion first. Yeah. And Papillon's same thing. Yeah. Their still primary function is to be a companion. Mm -hmm. They want to be with their people. They love their people. Yeah. They want to make sure that their people are with them. Mm. That also means, and with that high energy, yeah. that they can drive their people up the wall. <laughs> So it's probably a good idea to give your pepillon a task. Yes, give them a task. Give them something to do. They are not a breed that... You can just go off and work eight hours, come home and expect them to not be stir-crazy. Right. So they excel at being taught new things, being 
going places, doing things, and just being with their people. Mm. So, yeah, you may have some challenges in terms of, um, you know, making sure that your house doesn't come home destroyed. Granted, they're a toy breed, so the destruction <laughs> is a much smaller scale. Oh, but still, it can still be pretty bad. Yeah, but the thing is, is these guys have a border collie brain and a tiny little body. Mm-hmm. And that brain... Mm-hmm needs to be kept busy, needs to be kept active, doing right. something. Right. And the best Papillon owners, mm-hmm. in my mind... In your humble opinion. Yeah, in my humble opinion, would be an active retired couple. Mm. That would be ideal. because They actually can put in the time mm-hmm. and the work. They can put in the time, the work. They're small, so they're not really going to cause any physical problems with people, per se. Right. They can keep up with them and teach them anything and everything. So they are ideal for retirees Mm -hmm. who, and empty nesters whose kids are maybe off in college and they're all home alone. Yeah. Get a pappy on. This would be like the next thing for the phase of your life is to um, not really raise a pappy on, but really to... You know, work with it, mm-hmm. you know, get into uh, agility and things of that nature. Yeah, embark on a new journey and just keep you... I'm sorry, what? Embark. <laughs> <sighs> this podcast is not sponsored by Embark, but it sure as hell can be because I've got a few others that I would like to get tested. <laughs> I just love the fact that you just walk right into that dog pun. <laughs> so... <laughs> Basically, if you want to have a Papillon, be prepared for a lot of work. High energy. Very, 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 very high energy. And which gets us to our last question. Mm. Here we go. wonderful would you own one question. Who answered it last time first? Was it I or was it you? I think it was me, so it's your turn. Oh, shice. Um, Would you own one? Merely for how competitive it is in regards to this particular field, I don't think so. Plus, um, just to be purely logical in the matter, we work eight-hour days. Mm-hmm. We are gone from this house most of our time. Based on just the high-energy impact, I don't think that would be a good fit for us, honestly. So... Um, to quote Simon Cow, it's a no from me. Honestly, I don't think, I honestly don't think that would really fit. I mean, I just like saying the name more than anything else, Pepeillon, because mm-hmm. I get to use the, the French thing that I don't get to use very often, but I'm kind of dancing around the subject. The point is, no, I don't think a Pepeillon would be a good fit for me. Um, we are in agreement here because, no. <gasps> yeah. It's the last episode where we disagreed. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would not own a Papillon. I am not a little dog person at all. Well, I mean, I've seen what you can do with Alice, though, to be honest with you. I think if you really wanted to, mm-hmm. you could put in that work. You could put in all that and can do wonderful things. I've seen you with a dog. It is like magic. And oh. I'm not I'm <laughs> not embellishing. I'm just telling you my own personal opinion on the matter. The problem is, and I think it goes back to what I said... Eight hours a day, no contact. Yeah, at a minimum for me. Yeah. And sometimes I might have to travel with work and all of that. And it's 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 one of those things where it generally when I come home from work, 
Which my brain, <laughs> yeah, my brain is just so exhausted mm-hmm. that I have little to no energy to put in the time <laughs> to to do training, to do the necessary training that needs to happen. Because let me go ahead and give you a scenario, honestly. Um, I get home after Ashley, as we've already said. Um, sometimes she will have prepared dinners and whatnot, and once I'm going to cook this, and then she will get home after her day and be like. I'm too tired. I'm putting it back in the freezer. Bring something home for dinner. Pretty much. I mean, that just gives you an example in regards to what her mindset can be when she's exhausted, honestly. Yeah, so to have a papillon that has that much high energy, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. And also, as much as I would love to do agility, yeah. my feet won't let me. Ah, uh, yes. So, We're down to that genetic on you. Yeah, I was born with a genetic condition... Did we mention this already? I don't think so. Called bilateral club feet. My feet are awful. They're horrible. If you ever see me around a dog show ring and I am not in the ring, please tell me to sit down. Just tell her to sit her ass down. I do it all the time. She doesn't listen to me. Um, but if you see me in a dog show ring yeah, and it looks like I may be walking funny mm-hmm. or I may be stomping or what have you. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> That's how I walk. Yeah, she has no choice in the matter. She had to have like metal pins mm-hmm. into her foot as a young child and wheeled around in, I kid you not, an actual radio flyer wagon. Yep. There are pictures to this. You should yeah. post them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> About a dog. <laughs> Facebook. Ashley and that radio flyer wheel. What is it? Wagon. 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 My mom Ooh. has those photos. Oh. So I'll have to ask mom for them. But That'll be a fun conversation. <laughs> um... When I'm at shows, I'm actually wearing a brace that is encased in steel. It's called an Arizona brace, and it locks my left ankle mm-hmm. in place. Yeah. So if you see me walking funny or, you know, just don't read anything into it. It's just how I have to walk. It's mm-hmm. how I have to move. It's part of my disability. I've learned to deal with it, and I embrace it. It's not anything in regards to anger or frustration or anything like Mm-mm. that. She actually does walk like that. I mean, and to be honest with you, the brace, I think, is a godsend as opposed mm-hmm. to, oh, I don't know, putting K-tape all over your feet. Remember those days? Yeah. I mean, those were fun. I mean, yeah. it's like ripping off a Band-Aid every time we got home. It's like, ah! <laughs> I mean, I would literally go through a roll of very expensive K-tape mm-hmm. every weekend for shows. Yeah, and shows usually last two days. At least. That's a roll of K-tape per day. day. We're talking... Yeah, with the budget that's... I mean, and most, shows themselves are about 100 bucks At so, a minimum. Yeah, so... And the thing is, is this this brace has saved me. So the point back to what I own one... Yes. Probably not, just yeah. because of the simple fact of they are too high energy for me to keep up with. Yeah. With just my physical limitations. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the, the physical limitations are... Or such that if I could afford them, there are these awesome brace things called the IDEO braces. They're out of uh, Washington State. Mm, I think you've mentioned this to me before. I'd love to have them because apparently for people with club feet, they're transformative. I think, though, the trade-off is you have to live out there for six months or something. Is that correct? Six weeks. Oh. Yeah, six weeks and weeks, months, and then I would have to go back to the local office here hmm. 
on a regular basis. So it's one of those things where, for me right now, owning a Papillon, no. I'm, no. I'm going to say no. And also, again, I'm not really a toy breed person. I'm... I'm more you, of a. War, I'm you're more, from the, the the line that you've shown Danes, you've shown Clumbers, and now you're showing Hamiltons. Which honestly, these are not small dogs. Mm-mm. I'm honestly surprised you tolerate the Teddy Roosevelt Rat Terrier we have in this house. But then again, she makes up for it by being so lovable. But at the same time, in your mind, from the past, you know, your your own dog show um, CV, basically. Mm-hmm. A dog is something big and substantial. This is not something big and substantial. Well, and and even still, so, like, our Teddy Roosevelt, Penny, she's 12 pounds. Yeah. Papillons are smaller than that. Yeah. And I would also also be afraid that I would break them. (laughs) And, like, step on them. And, like, just, like, even with our dogs, I'm never gonna not have a Hamilton in my life. Oh, yeah. So having a Papillon, I can just see it now having a big old 70-pound male Hamilton tackle a Papillon and break its back. Yeah, quite possibly. So that that's... A, a Hammy can do that. Yeah, and, and I mean, to me, Hammies fit me. Papillons yeah. don't. So yeah. I'd rather stick with what fits me. Well, it's so, true. Everybody has, you know, the, the way they be, people live their lives, some dogs fit into it, mm-hmm. other dogs do not. It's just the way it is. Yeah, and, and it's... Nothing against them. It's just, no. you know, papillons don't suit me. Nope. They may suit you. Yep. But the big thing is, as always, research, research, research your breeds. Do your homework. Please do your homework. Turn in a bibliography. We want five five <laughs> separate sources. Double spaced. And on our at, desk by Monday. And when you're and, and when you're researching your breeds, nothing against Wikipedia. But go to the breed clubs. Yeah, reach out. Reach out. Make sure that... Honestly, the best way is to go to a show and talk to someone who actually shows them so you can get a general idea Mm -hmm. of what it is to live with them. Yep, they will have that first-hand experience of saying, here's what they're like to live with. Here's what they're like to groom. Here's Mm -hmm. what the shedding is. Here's all their health issues. Right. Talk to owners. I hope that picked that up, honestly, because Astrid just diving and landing into the door was hysterical. Astrid is one of our cats, by the way. Yeah, Astrid's, she's only about... She's about as big as Penny. She's about 15 months old, and yeah. But anywho, we should wrap this up and just say... Well, I think it's probably a good idea. I'm out of soda. (laughs) Um, Nothing to cleanse the palate. So, best thing to say is... Hug your dog. Please go please, hug your please dog. Please go hug your dog. They love you. They love you. I did you. it this morning and I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And yeah. it's snowing here, so we At have... At the present moment, yeah. We have hammy crazies to deal with. So please go hug your dog. Go hug your dog. They love you.